Oh, okay. Let's do this. I'm so excited for y'all to be here. <laughs> it feels like it's been months. What last time we talked? It is. But it was months. It's been months. Yeah. Um, that's okay though. Okay. All right. So either one of you can go first. It doesn't matter. But like we talked about last time, just tell me a little bit about yourself, how y'all met, and all about GC Scored, and then we'll get started from there. Okay. So you. So basically, you're saying we're okay. On. We're on. We're live. We're ready to go. Well, in terms of how we met, boy, I don't know how much it's, it's quite detailed, but our relationship started probably before you were born, uh, Casey, um, in the early, way back in the early 90s in the lovely state of California. So we were both there during that time and had an opportunity to work together. Um, and gee, the rest is history. Now, that's in a really tiny nutshell. <laughs> You know, as a social worker, so, um, you know, we both, um, we were working. I, I, I actually hired uh, Yvonne when she was coming out of school with her mass, bachelor's in social work. Uh, from, was it, it was my master's in counseling. So, so I was in charge of the um, case management and, and social work. Well, you know, human services has really evolved over the years. Um, so if you've been around as long as I've been around, and I know you haven't, <laughs> you know, but others who may listen to this podcast uh, could relate to a time when things were uh, siloed in some industries, like in healthcare, for instance. Most of my experience has been in healthcare. And for a long time, uh, you know, like today, currently, most hospitals have case management mm -hmm. services or a division. Prior to that, uh, hospitals, particularly the larger ones, had social work services, and then they had what's called utilization review, um, which typically were nurses you know, who were looking at insurance coverage and making sure patients had what they need to get the care that they need. Um, and then in the 90s, at some point in time, there was a um, an integration of both services. Now, they all worked together, but they worked in separate silos prior to that. So uh, at some point in time in the 90s, across the country, uh, many of those services started to integrate uh, social work and and, and nursing or utilization management, utilization review. So why am I saying all that? I was in charge of the social work component, right? And I'm looking for social workers. So I, I uh, utilize Yvonne's background in social work to become a part of our team. I think all of that was just to get to that point. <laughs> and uh, so we both, um, you know, matriculated on since that time I went on to, um, um, you know, worked on higher ed and Yvonne did the same thing. We were in separate places. And then we, Yvonne, I don't even remember the year we mm -hmm. actually got back together face to face, but you know, we kind of, we, we maintain contact, you know, friendship is something where, you know, you know, you know, it's a true friendship when you aren't speaking every day or every month, but when you do get together, it is right. as if I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> you know, so we maintained that um, personal and professional relationship over the years. 
and then yeah. came GC scored. I, I, this, I, I'm fast forwarding because I know we have a lot to share, um, you know, about GC scored. Was there anything else about our coming together that you wanted to share? I think what you said is sufficient. <laughs> um, we've been, you know, <laughs> okay. we've been connected and friends, sisters since the time we met. So it's just been, uh, it's been a blessing for both of us, I know for me, and um, and uh, same, we're here to continue to change the world. That's what we. That's what we are here for. <laughs> that's what we. That's do. what. That's what we do. Y'all definitely. Right. Y'all shine with the ability to do that, especially as partners and sisters in crime. So before we jump into GC scored. I always love asking this question because I think it's really important to everyone in the field, probably everybody who does anything in the world. Dr. Larry, we'll start with you. What brought you into social work and human services? And then Dr. Fleming, I'd love you to follow up with your answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what brought me to the social work, counseling, psychology, and human services? Because I have degrees in all of those. And so... Um, just to give you some background, I grew up in the Caribbean and my parents are very service oriented. My dad was a pastor. My mom was, you know, also a pastor is, you know, still doing that kind of work. And so I grew up in an environment and this, this is going to speak to what we do here with GC School, an environment, the soil. I was nurtured and seeds were planted in, in my life, in the environment of my growing up years, where service, what you do for others, uh, what you do for Christ and what you do for others was paramount. And so I saw it, I didn't only hear it, but I saw it demonstrated and as for the entire time growing up. And so going into social work, going into counseling, psychology, all human services, all of that is what I grew up. I was nurtured. Those were the essential growth elements that were a part of my formative years. And so I could do no other. I could do nothing else but what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like how you shared that. And, you know, similar experience for myself. Now, my pa my parents uh, were not, act were not um, pastors, but they were very much so involved with ministry. And I would describe them as servants. They were doers. They were all about helping, helping mm -hmm. others to be all they can be. Um, they took on borders my, and, and uh, you know, people mm -hmm. from other areas, uh, family members or distant relatives who wanted to come to the larger township where we live to go to school, they didn't have, they needed a place to stay and my parents took them on. So, you know, growing up as a child, I didn't know uh, anything about social work. I didn't know what it was called, but I had a heart for helping and for giving back. Um, uh, like Yvonne's experience, um, and as I said, my parents were active in ministry. So all I knew was home environment and church environment. And both of those environments were uh, 
training, training and giving, you know, helping. Um, and that was the thing that nurtured and cultivated me. And uh, even when I went to school, I mean, when I went to college, I didn't go to college mm. to study social work. Uh, I, I had to go to college. I mean, that was, uh, you're going to college, right? You finish high school, you go to college. Um, but it was learning more. I think the coursework, um, the, the faculty, the instructors helped to mentor me and uh, being involved with community organizations still and giving back led to, those footprints led to the degree that fit best which was social work and social work on a larger scale, more of a macro level, because I was always interested in uh, more of the larger environment and how things work and the impact of the environment on the individual. I recognized early on that a lot of people were in conditions or situations, not because they wanted to be that way, but because of a larger system that they were in. And I, you know, came to find that social work, I was in political science and social work. Those two went hand in hand with me. And uh, that's where I, that's where I put my stake in the sand. And uh, yeah. it was on after that. That's perfect. I love how y'all both described that. Um, I was not just like y'all not brought into thinking like as a young, at a young age, oh, social work and human services is a thing. I was bound to be a zoologist you could not change my mind and then I went to college and I was like oh a different kind of animal people you know um, and so tell me we're gonna switch pages to the GC scored it sounds to me that your experience is growing up the nurturing side of it witnessing adults around you how have an impact on who you are and what you want to be um kind of revealed to you what it means and the needs for service. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's correct. That's so how did that mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. what has now become GC scored? Because y'all don't just offer what mm -hmm. the general population sees as a nonprofit, you know, providing services, you know, volunteer service, um, collecting canned goods, like stuff, something y'all provide is a little mm -hmm. less tangible, but a, a lot deeper Mm -hmm. on an individual and, and group level. So please break that down for me. Well, I, I want to address what Casey said about that what we do um, seems to be deeper, you know, than the average um, or than, than many organization. And it is, and it's that way mm -hmm. uh, intentionally uh, because it gets back to, and, and let me just say, Dr. Laria is the CPU of the organization, right? She's the brainchild, the visionary. And um, anyways, I'm going to pause there because I could go on. There's so many uh, great things that comes out of that mind that's sitting at the center of our <laughs> screen there. You know, but as we shared about our early experiences mm -hmm. and how we were being shaped and not really recognizing right. that we were being shaped, and uh, the piece that I mentioned about, you know, recognizing that there are people in the world who who are in conditions and situations, some don't even mm -hmm. recognize the why they are the way they are or things are the way they are. They just are kind of living uh, unconsciously and just mm -hmm. existing through life. So out of the brain child 
you know, came this notion of the need uh, to renew. The minds need to be renewed. You can't, we can't just do things out. We can't just do things physically without purpose, without meaning, without a firm foundation. And be, you know, the, the main thing is that, and that's what happened. That is what's happening in the lives of people, right? We, uh, most individuals are, we just sort of reactionary. We just respond. Um, we just do. We just do without much thought to how or why we do what we do. And um, <laughs> then came GC Scored with a mission to renew minds, transform lives, and create safer communities. And it's so vital during these times that create safer communities part because we see it all around us, right? All you got to do is turn on the afternoon news and we see all the incivilities that are happening around us. And, you know, most people want to say, take the guns off the street or, you know, what, whatever those issues are, they see it as a quick fist. Well, if we just take the guns off the street, everything will be okay. Well, if we just give everybody the, the uh, right to life, everything will be okay. Like, you know, there are numerous, numerous, numerous situations, but it's not that easy. And, and, and we need to be more uh, conscious and more aware uh, and, and deeper. It was a term you used mm -hmm. earlier about deeper. And we really do need to take the time to go back to what are we thinking what are, what are we thinking before we're doing, right? And so our mission is to renew minds, transform lives, and create safer communities. And, um, and we do that in multiple ways. Um, uh, you know, our platform is to engage, to educate, equip, empower, and to get people engaged in that whole uh, process of renewing the mind and transforming uh, their lives so that they can create safer communities before we can talk about creating a safer space uh, where we can live um, that renewing the mind um, needs to take place. But we do envision, you know, a society where we all can live together. We can live together free, supportive, one another, um, individuals at, at every part of the globe, at every um, every sector, every level of society, if you think about the ecology system, we can all um, work together, you know, or not, and not just work, but live free. You know, we see these signs, live, love, laugh, that that is, that is possible, but it does take work. And, um, and that is the work that we have been undertaking over the last mm -hmm. many years. Yeah, <clears throat> and so thank you. Thank you, uh, yeah. Geneva. So yeah, so GC Scored, as Geneva said, we we focus on renewing minds. That's our that's our mission: renew minds, transform lives, create safer communities. And the the concept behind that is one's mind has to be renewed before you can transform your life, and before you can make you can create safer communities. So it has to start with each of us and and the mind is you know the mind is where it all begins right the the bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he and we have a statement in um, a quote 
um, behind every behavior is a belief or a mindset or an attitude. And so we know that the mind is the is where everything begins and ends. But then we ask, I ask the question, how do we do that? How do we renew? How does somebody renew their mind and then transform their lives and then create a safer community? How? What are the steps? And that's how we came up with the room, the steps in the room of time process, right? That's where we came because we answered that question. How? How? How do we help people renew minds? Um, and and in in answering that question, we also asked the question: Why is it that this is this five step process in other settings is so inaccessible? And how then could we make it accessible? We know, I mean, there are just uh, there's a preponderance of of statistics that talks about. Uh, individuals in the U.S. and across the globe that have mental health needs and uh, and are unable to access support for those mental health needs, right? Um, and so we were we we were intentional about developing the cultivating seed system framework so that it is accessible, relatable, easy to learn, easy to teach, um, and several other factors that is culturally responsive, destigmatizing, demystifying, all of those factors were, were intentionally included, made a part of the cultivating seed system, which includes the room of time process, because we were answering the question, how does someone renew their mind? And if we want to teach individuals, if we want to engage and educate and equip and empower individuals to renew their mind, we have to make it accessible. We have to make it culturally responsive. We have to make sure it is destigmatized and demystified so that we meet the, the needs of humans everywhere, right? We meet the needs of humans everywhere. And what is the one thing that, what's the one thing that all of us humans have to have? or we, we know something about. What is the one thing? It doesn't matter where you are in the world. <laughs> That's some type of agricultural element or, or some type of... Absolutely. Yeah, some type of element related to nature, right? So air, that's why we have the, the statement. That's one of the reasons we have the statement as air is to life, so are social emotional competencies to relationships. They are like the air we breathe. So agriculture is the unifying, universal, mm -hmm. benign, 
non-judgmental framework or illustrator that we use to talk about human growth, development, and renewing minds, transforming lives, and creating safer communities. So hopefully that gives you an idea of what what we're coming, where we're coming from, where GC School is coming from. And, um, and so that is our, the CSS framework, which includes the rumor time process, is our engine, is the engine of GC Scored. Absolutely. So that no matter where in the world um, a person or an organization or a community might exist, when they look at the cultivating seeds framework through the lens of agriculture, mm -hmm. they can relate. Mm -hmm. They can mm -hmm. get it. It's applicable. And um, yeah. and that's yeah. and it's beautiful. <laughs> it is so beautiful. When when that unfolds, when we see that unfold, then people get it. Y'all bring the human <clears throat> back to nature, which, like you said, is it's brilliant and it's very recognizable and relatable to people mm -hmm. across the globe. Like I don't even those who you wouldn't even find across the internet or you know ever meet in your daily lives. Like they can mm -hmm. understand some point of that in their own culture, their own background. It's genius. Y'all are geniuses, yeah. and well, it's so holistic. Yeah. Right? Thank like, you, but I yeah. I, will, I will tell you I I cannot sit here and let you say I am genius and whatever I may be so, <laughs> but I have to tell you this was all downloaded to me from God. Okay, it was all and and that is that's where we will start, right? So I can't take, I cannot take all the credit for this. I can't take any of the credit. <laughs> um, it was, it was, it was God. It was nobody but him. So You're a humbled being for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> from my perspective, the world universe functions. I think you can take credit because if you're one and the same and the thing that made, you know, or you're the image of God, like you might not see yourself as God, but you, are in a sense acting on the, the image yeah. right yeah i'm, right. I'm doing this work yeah, i'm yeah. doing the work yeah, yeah. that he has given me the tools and equipped me to do right and from my philosophy of life he could have chosen not to right so that's true that's you, true you you chose mm -hmm. to do what was to in do. your heart yeah y'all are so amazing <laughs> it's you um, are so fun, <laughs> you are fun i'm just fascinated to. by people yeah that's awesome yeah, but I like your perspective, um, Casey, because, you know, the word mm -hmm. we are co-laborers with him, right? So as a co-laborer, yeah, we're, we're, we, yeah. Are, we are his hands and feet here in the earth, right? So, so no, let I'm, me I'm grateful. So let me wrap this all around the way I see it because I can see how it all connects. Y'all have provided, and we'll get into the rumor time process and all that in just a moment a space and a process that does encourage and highlight the, I guess, the free will or the power of the individual to work with their own nurturing process. 
because it is like a responsibility. I feel like we all are on the same page about that. Regardless of your religious or spiritual background, there's a free will responsibility that comes to taking care of yourself and then also providing service to others. Well, yeah, you know, it, it does require personal responsibility. Um, and that's uh, one of the one of the things that we um, educate on is starting with the self. Professionals in yeah in the field um, they want to learn so they could apply it with their clients, and, and and we believe it is important for them to be fully engaged with the process. They need to have an appreciation of it for themselves first. You know, so we we urge people to go when they go through the training, they they need to absorb it. They need to to focus on themselves first um, before. And, and because once they get it, once they learn it for themselves, then application is a breeze. You know, you, you can um, when I say application, I'm talking about um, applying it to your work, to your setting, you know, whether you're in private practice or, you know, working in an agency, you know, you, once you have gone through uh, that room and time process for, for what yourself, then you can better appreciate it and therefore teach it to others, teach it to your clients. Because the idea is to teach people how to begin to be more conscious living and not unconscious, not living unconsciously. Um, and so, so it is, it is essential for us to uh, go through the process, learn it ourselves, and then we can begin to translate it and educate others. My follow-up question is, sure. what does conscious living and embodiment of this process look like? What does it mean to be conscious in our, our service to others? Because that's a word thrown around in all sorts of ways, right? In different languages and, and settings. So yeah. what does that mean in the process? And it, it has everything to do with being mindful, being, being present, um, where you are and how you are, why you are, um, being, being, you know, fully engaged, being conscious, right. being and, aware, and being aware, <laughs> being aware. Yeah. Conscious living. What is conscious living? What does it look like? It's the, it's the whole rheumatoid process, right? That's what the rheumatoid process does. It moves you from unconscious to conscious living. When you, when you recognize your thoughts, your interactions, your mindsets and emotions, when you understand them, when you dig deep, when you go to the root, understanding your thoughts, your interactions, your mindsets and emotions, when you learn how to manage self-management and relationship management skills, you you recognize you you manage your thoughts interactions minds and emotions when you learn how to express you know sharing and also helping others showing empathy social awareness and then when you learn how to make good decisions healthy responsible decisions all of that moves you once you begin this process of rumorizing you are moving from unconscious living to conscious living. So what is conscious living is rumorizing. And unconscious is the absence right, of all exactly. those things that Dr. Larry had just shared. And, and unconscious, you know, it starts with the individual, but the thing, it's, it's a, ooh, right. it permeates, right? Because it's, it's systemic, right? You can see unconscious 
you can see unconscious everywhere unconsciousness and protocol yeah. and policies you know like i'm a, i tend to be a, a macro thinker and strategist and when i think about unconscious sometimes i have seen unconscionable <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, policies that you know or you know regulations you know that um can really be harmful mm-hmm. to the lives of people so yeah so it's essential that we uh understand and go through the how that rheumatime process that trans that renewing the mind process you know going through those steps so that we can get to that place of being more conscious about everything about our our lives about um, that piece you brought up early about um mm-hmm. personal responsibility so we can't just just do something because we feel like it or you know fly off the handle at a response that somebody says but we got to dig deep to, why, to find out why am I responding in that way? What is it that that person said to me that caused me to respond in that way? And so there, and, and it, it requires a process. And I call it peeling mm-hmm. the underskins back, but it's the rheumatoid process to get to the root, to get to the very core of um, why are we behaving the way we're, uh, why are we behaving the way we are? And it starts with mm-hmm. what we're believing. Mm-hmm. what's on our minds and yeah and it's it's a it's a like you said it's a process that's why we call it the rheumatoid process and it's not something it's not an add-on it's it's being able to to think about what you're thinking about to think about what is is you know in in the neuroscience world it's, it's called um uh metacognition right metacognition and so what we did was break that down again, making it accessible to let everybody know that they are engaging in, in a process uh, that helps them, empowers them, equips them, educates them to be in the driver's seat of their life so that they're not, they're not existing on autopilot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, wondering, well, why do I keep getting in these kinds of relationships? Or why do I keep, you know, getting in trouble? Why do I keep doing the same thing over and over? Because you're living unconsciously. And so we mm-hmm. have the, we have the key to conscious living. Mm-hmm. That's what the rheumatoid mm-hmm. process is. Mm-hmm. Do y'all realize that you've taken something that is often considered for, for hundreds of years too, considered woo-woo and made it into a a tangible, mentally processable process? Like, yeah. These are things that I've heard in my own philosophy classes and religious studies classes mm-hmm. and that rarely ever tips toe into the work that I do and I see other people do. Mm-hmm. I love when it does. Mm-hmm. But... It's phenomenal what y'all have created. Be sure to tune in for part two, premiering Monday, September 12th. Check out everything GC scored on their website, everypiecematters.com. And be sure to hit that subscribe button for more from the roundtable. Everything those can be found on our website, nationalhumanservices.org.